1: of privacy.
2: I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm C.G. Erickson.
1: And today, we have returning guest, Ooh. hilarious comedian, Nico White. Oh, man. <laughs> Invasion
3: of privacy. Hello, Kate. Hello, new friend. I hope y'all are <laughs> good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Pleasure to be here. Invade my privacy.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. Well, <laughs> So, I just have to say, so I've known Nico since I started comedy. I believe he had just started comedy. he had already been doing it longer than I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started at 16. So, 14. let's see. You started at 14. So I started I meant- at 14. Okay, so you started at 14. Mm-hmm. I met you, I guess, about 11 years ago, 12 years ago. So how right. old were you then? Did I meet you when you were 16? You
3: met me when I was 16. I was two years in. You were starting. And I remember I remember when I would first start seeing you, you, Emma Wilman and Alex Carabagno all kind of started popping up at around the same time, right? And this yeah. is back when they all hung out so much they kind of started to look alike, right? <laughs> and there was one day at Laugh Lounge, I remember i forget what you were going through or what it was i don't know why but we had started to speak right and we were the topic was um something to do with comedy, and i remember we had a good conversation and that was yeah jesus christ that was 12 years ago yeah yep. i was 16 kate's I, we've seen kate's kid grow up like the comedy <laughs> community has like it's weird i remember when shane was like what maybe maybe shorter than this bro like this tall. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, not too much taller than my knee. Yeah. <laughs> and now I hear these, like, what, 14 or some crazy shit?
1: He just turned 15, and he's going to be starting comedy.
3: Ah, 15, he's going to be starting comedy. I remember when you used to have him coming around, like, you know, sitting in the back and shit. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. But, yeah, so, yeah, I've known a Wild, yo. You
1: yeah, I'm, I'm saying? Not- at that particular show, it was one of my first bringer shows, which is when you first want stage time, you have to bring a certain amount of people, and you get between like five and ten minutes, depending on the club, depending on the booker. So, um, we I had done this show as a bringer show. Hot
3: plus Sunday. Yes.
1: Yes. yes. And, wow. Um, I had my friends come, and Nico was a regular on the show. He didn't have to bring any people. He just was, you know, (laughs) making it an awesome show. (laughs) And he was funny as always. And after, I think you just wanted to give me advice. I think you liked my set. You kind of knew I was crazy in a good way. And uh, you were just like, keep going. And it was so funny, because I remember it so... I remember so for so many reasons. Here's this 16 year old with so much wisdom, and you can feel his wisdom, right? Mm. So I'm like, you know what? I actually am gonna take in this 16 year old's advice.
2: He's- were you pervin? Were you pervin on him a little bit? Is no. that- yeah. How old were you, Kate? Were you 30? No.
1: What is
2: wrong with you? I'm sorry. I just I didn't know. I was at, I had to ask. I thought maybe you were like, look at this young thing. That's not what Never. happened. My bad.
1: No, and you need to stop acting like I've ever perved on a teen ever.
2: Right. Like he thinks he Sorry, can't. it's one of my favorite jokes that no, she's perving not. on teenagers. You,
3: you, 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 you want to know what's funny is that Kate so is not playing with you when she say that. Like, I don't know if you notice. I don't know how long y'all working together. Kate meant that. Like, you keep bringing that up. You keep bringing that up. I don't know You. Know, I don't know what this is. Keep bringing that up. And you, you ain't going to be on that side of the screen. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, you fucking with her choppers, bro. She ain't really playing with you. That's That smile, that smile, like she half kitten, because you got to remember her son, is a teenage boy, that you you fucking with things you
2: ought not play with. <laughs> no, I think he's right. I think he's right.
1: <laughs> no, he is right. Now, Nico, CG <laughs> is my middle school best friend and now my boyfriend.
3: We were oh, together okay. years ago. That still don't mean she won't fire you off this podcast.
2: No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm hanging on by a thread as it is. So, like, I don't know what else I can do. I'll be trying to be funny, but she's she's on my ass. I'm,
3: I'm, I'm telling you. I
1: know. Because CG, he's got a sense of humor where he does not give a fuck, okay? I can see, yeah. And, and that's great for a lot of reasons. Like, I love him for that. He's not fake. He will yeah. say the craziest shit. Mm-hmm. But then once you're recording and you make a joke, like, I would ever, ever no. have sex with First of all, an 18 year old. Now, I did date someone about five, six years ago, six years ago that was in his 20s, and that was too far for me, even. Good person, but that felt wrong. Yeah, yeah. You need to set it straight, CG. You think? I you mean,
2: I was that saying that? you didn't necessarily know how old he was. You didn't. Now, everybody
3: knew how old I was, bro. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a- what it was well known fact. And you know what's funny is that um I didn't get too much of that anyway. Not not that I, you know, I, I like to hope that that was out there. You know what I'm saying? Like I like to hope a couple of them would have wanted to, you know, but <laughs> wasn't nobody really um throwing me no throwing me no draws like that. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really have to worry about all that. You know, most of the Yeah, most now, I'm most
1: sure of you're I won't go. But now you
3: are a man, and I'm sure you get. Oh, I'm, I'm grown. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. You you're know, saying you're
2: sure he's swimming in the poontang at this point.
1: If he wanted to be,
3: you know. Yeah,
2: we, yeah. we grown now.
3: Yeah, you know grown now. We grown now. We'll we'll leave it at that. But I will say, as far as like comedians, no, never. Like never, never once. Yeah, he
1: yeah. gives off creepy, like zero creepy vibes, like zero. Sorry, I said creepy before the zero. Oh,
3: you good. Off,
1: he gives off zero. He has never made me feel uncomfortable, and I've never made him feel uncomfortable. Never. Nico has seen a lot of my my own dumb behavior. I won't mention names <laughs> or anything, but he's seen me probably date some dudes that he was like, oh, that's not going to end well for her, but, you know... Nico's just been a real good, he's an amazing comedian and an amazing person to know. He's a good friend. Um, Yeah, decent. I want to talk about, so the last time, you're a good friend. The last time I saw Nico was about, I guess, a week ago. Yes. At New York Comedy Club. Mm -hmm. He's wearing this really cool necklace i'll let ah. you describe it you yes. describe the necklace and where you got it but i did the the number one I, and i normally don't just go and touch people's jewelry yeah but you, you can describe what happened go.
3: so it's just it's a thing that my mom got me so she got me a chain right and it's um i don't know what you call the jewel but little jewel with um little gold thing on it you know what i'm saying and you know it's nice and black it lays over plain colors really nice so I had it on. Kate saw it. She went to touch. I was like, oh no, don't touch it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause that's the that's the only thing my mom said. She said, Don't let anybody touch it. So that was it. You know, she didn't really give me a reason why she bought she bought, you know, to represent like some good luck, good energy type of thing. So when Kate touched it, just because of how I was told to treat it, I was like, Hey, oh, don't touch it.
2: Yeah. You know so I'm she saying? drained it of all the magic.
3: I hope not. You got to remember, no. Kate, Kate, Kate's kind of magical herself. So she's huh. in, she's into all that. So I know it didn't come from a bad place. I wasn't tripping. You know? I was just like, you know. I'm, I I have one of those voices, too. Whenever I say anything, I kind of sound a little more serious than I mean sometimes. So <laughs> I was like, oh, no, don't touch it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I remember my face, like, oh, Dad, yeah, There's something wrong. I was like, oh, no, no, you did. Just don't, you know. Just don't touch it. That's all. <laughs>
2: Just don't don't fucking touch it next time, okay?
3: Yeah, that's And I and I don't even mean it like that, but you right. know, shit tone. My head pointed this way, it could sound like that. I never know. You feel? <laughs> right? But well, yeah, it,
1: it looked magical. It looked yeah. like some kind of obsidian stone. It looked-
3: I, it could be. I don't know what kind of stone it is. I didn't look into it that much. I just know the, the lady was like, you know, it's yours. I for this reason. Don't let nobody touch it. It's like, oh, that's easy enough. You know, and mm-hmm. I know, and a lot of people believe it or not are what's the word I'm looking for? Not they, they don't think they're close enough to me to even go to touch my jewelry. That brace, mm.
2: yeah.
3: You know I'm saying,
2: I don't know anybody who, who does just go grab other people's jewelry. I just found out Kate be doing that,
3: yeah. People, yeah, people, that, people that ain't seen you in a while. You know what I'm saying? And we are, we are, we are comedians. Whenever you see jewelry, you'll assume if somebody got, got something because they got that. <laughs> yeah and i mean we usually don't wear nice things or shiny things ever <laughs> you know we're all very minimalist kind of people i'm y'all see how i am for this right now i keep looking at the looking at my side of the screen to make sure i don't look you know too skinny around the neck area Cause this shirt is big you know what i'm saying I'm trying to make sure i look real what's the word i'm looking for sequential
2: i got the same problem bro the, the neck disappears when, when I'm yeah, all, you know when you ain't standing up straight, I'm leaning over to look at the, the neck disappears.
3: Right. See, but I'm tall and re- I'm big headed. Like if I didn't have if I didn't have hair, it will shock y'all how big the cranium is. So <laughs> it's just like from certain angles, I you know look like I'm tipping over. I don't like. Oh. That's why I moved the camera over to where the wall was so I could balance it out. Like here, you can't see you can't see the eclipse. You know what I mean? If I was just around like. Move this way where everything else is. You Look, it's bigger than the mirror. Yeah. Um, right. What are we talking yeah. about, y'all? We invading yeah. privacy. Yes.
1: You guys are too self-conscious, both of you. But yeah. you look great. I Thank you. wanted to get into what it was like starting comedy at 14 <laughs> and how has it shaped your life, especially as a mom who wants her son to start at 15. Yeah. Uh, you know, let me know what it was like being that young, going to high school and doing comedy. And then now, how old are you now? 20, I'm 28. 28. As a 28-year-old, how do you think your perspective is different because you grew up in comedy?
3: Yeah, okay. So a couple things. As far as starting young, anybody that listens to this, you have to understand that I never cared as much about being as young as I was as everybody else did, right? I just so happened to be my age. As a matter of fact, I thought, and I still kind of think that the people that were, you know, watching, and I'm talking about like industry, industry folks, right, folks that were watching, people that were writing lists and all that kind of shit, I kind of think I was kind of looked over, you know what I mean, because that's back when lists would come out about the hottest young comedians and what have you, and even back then, by, before I left high school, right, I was already doing about 213 shows a year, right, that would be yeah. That was before I left high school. So I'm saying that from the time that I was, because I started on the scene right before my 15th birthday, right? But I had already been doing it. So 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, my first seven years, I was actually under 21, under the legal age of drinking, right? I was actually performing and actually getting paid. There was no bullshit there. I've yeah. never I've never worked a standard job. This is the only way I've ever made money. People don't get that sometimes. But I've been pro, I mean, getting paid to do stand-up since I was 17.
0: Yeah.
3: You know what I'm saying? And before that, even, it was how I made my bread. When I started, because I started so young, you didn't have to, you didn't have to tell me, oh, you gotta do more comedy. That what? A fucking course, you know what I'm saying. Once I started, truly, once I started, I started. I've been all the way since the first time I tried this. Ain't no half step in here. So when like lists would come out and things like that, I remember back then I would go, "Well, who is making these?" Because if I'm, I looked at it like this, right? You got three kinds of scenes in the New York circuit at the time that were identifiable. You had the um, you had the, clubs, you had what was what's known as the urban scene, right? The black rooms and all that stuff. And then you had the alternative scene and the alternative scene, much like the urban scene, is just everywhere comedy happens outside of a comedy club, right? And outside of the urban um, black rooms at the time. And I was working all those scenes, you know what I'm saying? So I was just looking at it number wise and like, you know, I don't know if this is a word, word, but I was looking at the spaces and all that stuff. It's like, well, I work in most of these spaces already. Right. So how are they missing me? So now being in high school, I'm leaving school, hanging out with my friends, maybe like 40, 45 minutes after school, then coming straight to the open mics. That was all easy. Yeah, I'm saying nothing, nothing about that part of it was hard for me. So now when I'm about to leave high school, I'm 17 going on 18, I'm already in the scene. When I was 17, I'd already started making my, um, my seeds start, this, you know, to grow a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And it was never, how do I put this? I didn't struggle as far as knowing when it was time to make a change because somebody always like kind of let me know when it was time to make a change. You know, I would tell Shane that the one thing you would need if you're going to start this like for real and do it for real is, man, you got to want to do it and understand that whatever your story is going to be, your story is going to be. And you're going to see a lot of stories in conjunction with yours while you're going through your shit. But I'm happy. I love my job. And when you ask them what it's done for you, you kind of looking at it. I'm sitting in what it's done for me. You (laughs) know what I mean? No, I'm being real. Like. I don't do anything else. Like, camera, whoever, I don't know if people see this in video, but, like, I need y'all to understand that I don't do anything else. I've already lived through my nightmare scenario. I've already seen what it's like when you take my shit from me. You know what I'm saying? And I had to see that. It was almost like a cruel joke. That came in, what, last year? Oh, the um, pandemic and all that stuff. The pandemic hit at a, like I had announced some shit, you know what I'm saying? It was about to go down right before the pandemic hit. I'm talking we hit what? The stay at home orders 21 days before I was supposed to record a fucking Netflix special. A Netflix Ooh. a Netflix 15 and I've been, you know what I'm saying? You feel you feel certain ways, right? And it's like I didn't have my heart broken and had to go and like make people smile at the end of the day, right? My grandmother passed was probably the biggest thing that ever happened to me that like it numbed me emotionally for a while. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we go through those things and then you still are expected to go and make people laugh. And if this is what you do, like you do for real, then you have to then go make people laugh. No matter what you're going through. And having to understand that it's like, yo, if life go the way that it should, you know, that it should, don't God forbid. But it's like one day I'm gonna lose more people. You know what I'm saying? One day I'm gonna lose those folks that like, I don't wanna ever lose, you know what I'm saying? Like with your grandparents, you know, but it's like, man, one day that's gonna be, you know, mm, one day that's gonna be, mm. and because this is what I do, I'm gonna have to hold that even on those days and go out and try to make people laugh and trying to understand that it's kind of rough. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what day that thought crosses your mind, Yeah, but it's everything. And it's nothing because to some people, they they ain't taking jokes this seriously. You know what I'm saying? A joke is a joke. To me, a joke is also a joke. And then it's also this couch. It's also this chair. It's also that chair. It's also that plant. It's that microwave. It's that washing machine. It's that sink. These cabinets, it's that refrigerator, is that TV? Is that wall unit? Is that picture of Jesus? All that shit. You know what I'm saying? I support myself. I feed my people off these jokes and I know that that shit started in a classroom on a whim you know what I mean I got I got a big heart for that you know what I'm saying as far as like how comedy raised me it taught me a lot it taught me that people can be absolutely um some people can be assets and you don't even mean them to be you don't even know that they will be just because they're decent people and then you'll find that some people can be morally um what's the word I'm looking for morally bankrupt in the highest ways possible. And they'll try to ruin your shit, and then the only reason that they'll give you for trying to ruin your shit or dim your light is because they were in a bad space, as if that's some sort of, you know, consolation. I had to go through things like that early, you know what I'm saying? Understanding that some people ain't your friends, you know what I'm saying? Even if you thought that they were, you know what I'm saying? I went through that at like 16, you know, but I'm lucky in a way that I did, because you see it, you know what I'm saying? Starting this thing so young, like certain things, when I see it, I know exactly what that is. You know what I mean? I can tell, like I judge people not all the time by how they treat me, if we talking about like comedically, right, on the scene. Because you got got folks that we work with and you have folks that are, um, you know, like, you know, comedians and everything, and then you have folks that are like the industry adjacent and whatnot. But it's like, I can see certain behaviors. How you treat me, I don't always judge you by that these days because I'm not the kind of person where you you're gonna feel comfortable treating me a certain way, right? Anybody that's ever been rude, disrespectful, as far as I'm concerned, has usually only tried to do it behind my back. I don't give off that kind of energy of where you think you're gonna do that in my face, right? I'm not intimidating, but it's one of those like we understand. I ain't gonna go for all <laughs> that, right? So when it comes back to you, sometimes you see those, li- those little behave- behave- behavioral, I think that's the word, those behavior ticks in people, you know, they'll bring somebody up and they'll shit on the person and you go, but wait, you smile in that person's face when you see them. Okay, I understand I know exactly what I'm dealing with. When you in this person's face, you'll talk about them this way. So why should I think you won't talk about me? Won't give you too much. You know what I'm saying? Understood. When I see folks that treat folks differently because of what they assume their position is, I I give you arm's length.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of been like this since I met him at 16. Like that like, was deep,
2: deep ass kid
1: yes and that was the thing like when he pulled me aside he actually what's interesting is what he just said is kind of what he said to me then uh. which, at, which at that point i was like i'm never going to need a break from this like i had just started and like i also thought i was going to be famous in a year right like i was like i had it i could never picture um why you would lose steam yeah. And Nico said, You're gonna have moments where you want to quit, keep going. Because, and he said, I'm only saying that to you because I believe in you and I think you can make it and that you're funny. Yeah, yeah. but but at the, I just remember at that time, I was like, Why would I ever want to? And like, now, years later, there have been many moments where I'm like, I hate this, yes. hard. yeah, like you have to want to do it. But he's written, I some was
2: thinking the all the things Nico was saying. Like mm-hmm. of how hard things get kind of anything like that you choose to do in life, right. like how hard it gets when you when you keep doing it. And yep. then you got to You got to keep doing it, keep going and keep going, especially like, you know, I'm pretty funny in a room in a little crowd and we're talking and we're having a good time. But like I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood right then. But mm-hmm. if you got a time, you got to go every day and just stand up and make people laugh. Just like he was saying, like somebody pass away you had a terrible you had a terrible day you're this close to getting in a fight with somebody on the subway like and then you make people laugh you gotta drop that shit yeah to me that to me that's huge I got mad respect for people who do that shit
3: shout out to Artie Fuqua and again it's um again just the things that you learned that you never knew taught you anything until you go through something because man back when I forget how old I was when this happened but Art, you know, already lost somebody really like super important to him, the man. The man lost his son. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of those things where again, you you kind of taught through I watched a lot of sitcoms growing up, so I was kind of taught by watching, right? And to see him go through that, like, bro, him and his son looked alike. They damn near look like twins. You know what I'm saying? So to know somebody's going through that type of tragedy, but when you saw him, right, and you know that somebody's hurting, you know somebody hurting, that's the you can't even imagine a hurt like that. You know what I'm saying? You would never want to. The fact that that man would come out and wouldn't. He was not a black hole as far as energy was concerned. He was still like a like a sunlight when he was in rooms. That when when I saw that. So like when my my grandma died, I thought about people like that. People like, um, you know, shout out to Mike Yard. People that have went through things, you know what I'm saying? Where it was like but it didn't change their energy. Because you realize your life is going to be your life anyway. You know what I'm saying? I to any comedian listening to this or might want to start comedy and like, and CG, I hope that you don't start and this is why. No, I... <laughs> no. And, well, like, I, I, I get you, but man, I'm like, he got no fucking heart for my for my baby. And the thing about it is that, you know, like, again, I love this. And I feel kind of differently about it than most people do because I started. So, young. you know what I'm saying? And like, and because it's all I do to where it's like, I don't like half-steppers. So if you ain't going to love my girl, don't approach her. We got enough people that's already fucking with her. If you're
2: just going to make love to her just one or two nights a week and then then not even call her back. You ain't ain't even going
3: to get, you ain't even getting in the room with baby girl like that. You know what I'm saying? So unless you unless you want to, unless you want to actually, like, wine and dine and pull off the arms of people like me, then, damn it, don't touch it. Mm. And I, I always... disagree. Makes sense. I
1: disagree. And Why
3: honestly, do you disagree?
1: Because this is a big thing that I've had to not really much debate, like, in person, but, like, in my mind, I disagree with. Because there are comics like you... I don't want to, there are a lot of comics that hit the stage almost every night, especially if you're in Manhattan, where there are tons of clubs, tons of spots. There are many comics that get up multiple times a night and feel that if you're not hitting the stages like they are, Uh that you're not a real comedian or you don't love it
2: as much. And I Mm -hmm. have to say
1: bullshit and fuck you, not really, because I would never say fuck you to Nico. Yeah, yeah. And he could kick my ass. But but also because, you know, for me, I came up also still teaching full time Mm -hmm. and a mother. I couldn't do the same thing. And then when my Lyme disease flared up, I really couldn't. And I know that there were some people, whether they were actually judging me or it was in my head, that like, You gotta, I love comedy. It is my baby, but you gotta do also what works for you. And for some people hitting the stage as much as Nico does and some other amazing devoted comics, like that's, I give so much respect to that. You can't hate on that. But there are other comics like me who hit the stage a little less. And I'm just as funny. I hit that stage on the Nice Try Show. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying all of my new shit worked. But I hit it, and I just started getting back into the swing of things. So I yeah. don't think you have to uh, approach it in one way. I think people True. can approach it from different ways. But I know the mentality you're talking about because I had a friend who recently I,
3: quit. Hold on. Wait, wait now. Wait. Okay. And I'm, I'm only going to jump in here because I disagree strongly with you, and I don't think you know what um, I'm saying. Because I'm not talking about how much you get on stage. I can care less about that because I know exactly what you're saying. That's different for everybody, especially if you're in a different market. If you're not in New York, you might not be able to get, it might be impossible for you to get up four times a week. That's not my point. Like LA,
2: yeah.
3: Either way, that's not my point. I'm saying strictly and only, if you do not love the thing that I love, the way that I love it, I would rather you not start this. Why? Because your only intention that I can see wouldn't be pure. Nothing about the man that I'm talking to right here on this phone call, right, on this Skype call, says that he has any intention of naturally wanting to try stand-up, and that it's everything has been like, oh, you should try because you're funny. You don't have anything in you that wants you to come and try this. Stay away from my girl. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It doesn't matter how many times you get up. Because you have no heart for this. You didn't want to come into this. That's my point. And anybody that's hearing this, like, oh, he's a little heart. No, I've been standing on this same point since I was 17 years old. Go watch a documentary called One Mic. It's 13 minutes long. I say at the end if you want to go do acting, go do acting. If you don't want to be a comedian, don't. Be a comedian. The things that go into this and actually doing this are not as simple as a just getting on stage, B getting on stage a lot. None of that shit has anything to do with actually being a comedian because you can get on stage a lot and still quit. That has nothing to do with it. Nothing. Aptitude has a lot to do with it. What Kate just mentioned just now, getting on stage after not being on stage in a long time. It's aptitude. You can't fake aptitude, right? Some people have it. Some people don't. Now, as far as being just as good, this is the competitor in me. <laughs> now, if you're going to be just as good as me, let me know that we playing. Because if we playing, I can put up some points and then wait wait for you to come put up some more points. If you're just as good and you ain't getting up as much as me. Because I'll tell anybody in a minute, you tell me how good you're doing comparison to me, I'm going to make you prove it. So, yeah,
1: but you can't, I mean... Honestly, you can't really say what comedian is funnier than any other comedian. You really can't because it's a matter of opinion. Someone nah. could say no. Someone could say who's funnier, Chappelle or I can't even think the uh, Chris Rock, right? Okay. Like you can't. Like that yes, is a matter of opinion.
3: Yes, you can. No, it's not. It the and that and that and that has to stop too. That's something that people do to protect their feelings. Bullshit. You can me- the area who's of effect.
1: The funnier- Comedian,
3: Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle is way <laughs> funnier than Chris Rock. And you know how I can prove it? I can prove it because when you see them both walk into a room, you can almost tell that Chris Rock was definitely a guy that was kind of shy growing up. How can I tell that? Because I was a shy kid. I'm talking about imaginary friends and kindergarten type shit. You feel me? I know what it's like when you walk in a room. He's a fucking millionaire and one of the greatest of all times. When he walks in the rooms, he goes straight to where his friends are sitting. Why? Because that's what you do when you're a little bit shy. That's what you do. That's what most people do anyway. It doesn't stop you from being a person. When you see him in Chappelle, you already know Chris Rock is coming in prepared. That set is prepared. And he ain't going to miss a word. Why? Because when you're that kind of person and you're doing his kind of thing, to be prepared, that's what makes you different. That's what takes away, like... Chappelle might be naturally funnier than he is, right? Like you should tell Chappelle, the way Chappelle is, that's the way he is. He's another one that started at 14. He speaks what he is now. He speaks that. That's language for him. He's transcended just doing jokes. That's language for him. Even people like Chris Rock, that's language for him. They're speaking their language comedically now. But if you ask me which one is funnier, there's no doubt about that. It's Chappelle. He's funny. So you
1: think you're funnier than me. That's what you're telling me, Nico.
3: Oh, yeah. hundred <laughs>
1: percent. Oh, yeah. If, if you think
3: you fucking with Dis- me, by, by all means, we can set it up. When-
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
3: ever, uh, you can put me up. But, no, but see, but again. But 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 you, you you feel the energy like I'm so I'm so with what I'm saying as far as like even even like you saying like no I my first thing is to do is like well go compare it right and when I say go compare apples and oranges are both fruits if I got a dollar and I gotta buy some fucking fruit I'm gonna compare that apple and that orange if I can only get one it can be done so if you wanna
2: that's true I'm buying an orange exactly that's well, a true well, statement. Boom, you can't and, pick one. You and can't that's pick.
3: my point.
1: So if you my wanna, point is, it's a matter of opinion.
3: But it's not sometimes, my friend, and I can prove it to you. In your matter of opinion, you can take any tape that we have. You know what I'm saying? And compare the two. In whatever amount of time, I'm confident that I'm getting more and higher. More meaning last, higher meaning volume. I'm confident in that, and that's why I put shit out so it can
2: be compared. You know what I mean? Oh, decibels. You said if they take the decibels, yours are going to be higher.
3: I'm saying that in I came, I came up in a way where that was one thing that almost wasn't allowed. You had to be honest about who, what, when and why. And the way that you fuck, like you said, it's all subjective. Right. The audience is subjective. But if we're all people that our goal is to get the most laughter out of these people that can be measured and the way it can be measured is in the laughs that you pulled out of the audience in that room. But it's
2: not still, that difficult. I
1: have to say, I still because look, if I have seen shows, right, where mm-hmm. they're, I've seen shows with Sarah Silverman, yeah. right, Louis C.K., yeah. now sometimes they're trying new material, sometimes they're not, and I could have named a lot more people. Of course. I mean, but like, sometimes the comic, and this could even be at a show where no one knows even the headliner, really. Of course, yeah. But like I've seen sometimes the laughs get louder for like a hack headliner than the feature who has yeah. more deep and thoughtful humor. So and and honestly between me and Nico I will say I never would have even wanted to compare because Nico is one of the funny, funniest Manhattan comics. Like that is a statement that I Um
3: let let me um jump in there and ego ego in ego included um you got to take that Manhattan off that, truly, because I'm not just funny in Manhattan. I've been toured this country already. I have been to Canada already. I'm in front of people that speak nothing what I speak. They know nothing about what I know about as far as life is concerned. And I'm talking to people who don't even look like me 98% of the time. So I got to stop you there. You know what I'm saying?
1: When I say Manhattan, it's because I think that's where... You're forged in the fires, in a sense, of comedy. Like if you're if you're slaying Manhattan stages and other stages, it wasn't supposed to be an isolation statement. No, I'm just I don't, saying yeah. Nico is cream of the crop, but mm. in terms of like comparing funny, I do think like once again, I want to name some like Emma Willman, Leah Bonema, Nathan uh-huh. Macintosh, uh-huh. you. Like if someone told me to like, who's the funniest of those? I disagree. I think it's a matter of opinion. I've seen mm-hmm. so many people slay, but yeah. to me, some of the people slaying are slaying with concepts that I've already heard and seen, mm-hmm. where some are pushing limitations. Like Leobanova to me, one of my favorite comics, likewise. They'll say things that I'm like, I haven't heard someone say. Maybe right. the first time she tries it, it didn't get the strongest reaction at first, because she's saying something that's blowing their minds a little bit. They haven't heard a woman talk about that concept that's also in an activist. And now I I think you do that as well. I think you push uh, boundaries. But what I'm saying is, I don't think you really can compare in that way. And I really also regret saying it because now, since I'm I'm getting my legs back and Nico Mm -hmm. and I always end up on the same shows because the universe does that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, Nico, don't even don't you dare fucking come and watch my sex. I'm not going to need him being. Oh, no. it, it,
3: it'll, it'll never be one of those things where I, I do anything like that maliciously. You got to ask. You got to say my friend, I know,
0: but-
3: if you if you tell if you tell me that we going to play a game, then I'm ready to play and I'm ready to play at all times. I'm just saying you can't tell me that we that we equal. We play at the same. We play at the same level and then not want to play. You can't do both. Can't do
1: How about body. this? Shoot. Whatever you're, and ever how you think you can measure this. Mm-hmm. If I were getting up, which I'm planning on getting up more now that like COVID's over and hopefully my lime's totally getting worked yeah. through, like I do think, because we have been on the same stages when I was getting up. Yeah. And I remember us both killing. I don't, in my head, like there are some comics that I'd have to go after and I'd be like, fuck. Like when I yeah. first started. Mike Yard Jessica pearson you know like there were some people you're like that is a full on beast that's been doing it forever like but i always felt like an equal to you and many others yeah so for you to be As- like i'm 100% funnier i'm like
3: I'm what not- you what, what you what you want me to say, Kate, again, when you, you talk... Know, you be what, you, go. but... It's not even about being me. When you say that, what do you expect me to say? And let's think about what we're talking about. When you go, yo, I'm just as good as you. Again, Kate, I started at 14. This is all I do. If you're going to tell me you just as good as I am at what I do, and then also tell me, oh, I'm just getting back to getting on stage. I get up 500 times a year. Even a pa- in the pandemic, I got up 325. So my point only being Damn. that... No, I really do this. So before you tell me, like, yo, I'm just as good as you, like you, I flip material all the time. You know what I'm saying? Dark Out came out last year, and I put out Marcellus last year. That's two hours and some change. I'm on the new set now. So when I say that, I'm saying it can be compared. I was only going to say even when I brought that up, take any set that we are on or even any short set. If you got a five minutes, I can send you a five minutes. Compare it. But if you're gonna tell me that you're just as good as me, I'ma say prove it. That's only because it was bought to me that way.
1: All right, give, like me, give me, give me some time. Force. I will I will prove it, Nico. I will. That's all. That's all. Whenever
3: you, when put,
2: you put two hour long Jones out in, in the last year.
3: Mm-hmm. And right. Introducing Me came out a couple years before that, and that's an hour and um six minutes. True. You know what I'm saying? So I'm
2: I'm always down to compare. Let me ask: yeah, When boy. you do one of those, when you do those hour-long Johns, mm-hmm. do they do they record it like a bunch of times and just take the best take, or you just get the one? You just get the one time.
3: Usually, usually you record like a special or something in two takes. I never knew that. You know what I'm saying? I when I first did um a thing back when I was about to have my seven year anniversary, I was like, yo, I really want to do something. You know what I mean? The number seven is important to me. So seven, eight, fourteen, like. You know, certain certain my favorite numbers I always wanted to mark. And when the time came around, you know, I wanted to put out a special. Like, I really wanted to put out an album. And then I reached out to the folks at the spot called Temple Horse. And shout out to Ryan Hoffman and um, Nick Ruggia. You know what I mean? God bless them both. But I reached out to them and they were like, yo, we can record it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's record it. And I only had one show. And we caught lightning in the bottle and so far, by the grace of God, whoever's um in charge of all this, anytime I ever recorded anything, right, I was able to catch that lightning in the bottle. That was the case for Introducing Me, that was the case for Marcellus, and even with Dark Out, you know what I'm saying? So it's all in the person. I haven't had the opportunity to p- perform a, um like a long joint more than one take, you know what I mean? Right. I would love to know what that's like. But um, it's weird, like, even when people do specials, they don't usually have the audience pay. Like, it's usually a free show, you know what I'm saying? Every time I've done one, I've had people pay for the show, you know what I'm saying? Pay the admission price and whatnot. I always felt like, you know, people actually t- put an investment in something that they paid for, you know. At least I know I do whenever I do something. Um, so, yeah, but most times when you do that, you do definitely get a couple takes, You know what I'm saying? In my experience, though, I've only ever done one
2: take. Yeah, because I would think it'd be damn hard just like, I mean, even shooting a sitcom or something, they're doing they're doing two minute scenes and they do that 20 times to get the best one to get to make the laugh hit. So, like, to me, I was I think about it like for you to sit up there for an hour, it's just you. You don't get to do takes. You're -hmm. just you're just spitting for it to really hit that. That must be hard as shit. And
3: who who knows? Right. It's because it has its own level of difficulty, but persistence, you keep doing something, you, you're going to learn, you know what I'm saying? It's like if you mm-hmm. fish, at a certain point, you're going to know, okay, if I'm, if I'm going for this big, if I'm going for this big catch, maybe I'll, maybe I won't swing the rod like this, maybe I'll just drop the lure in, you know what I'm saying, with the bait on it and let them bite, you know what I'm saying? It's all in your technique, and you know, everybody's technique gets sharper as they keep going, if they wanted to.
1: And I'm going to say, CG, I'm not going to force anything, but because CG was writing some stuff too. Mm -hmm. And and some of it was the funniest shit I've ever heard.
0: I'm
2: sure.
1: You know what I'm saying? So
2: once you. But I do know, but I do get that performing it is a whole different thing. Because me, I'm rehearsing it in the basement by my damn self. You know what I'm saying? I know that if there's people there, I got to remember this shit. I got to make them laugh no matter what's going on. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't want to do it or I don't think mm-hmm. it would be fun. I'm saying I respect the shit out of what y'all do. Because yeah. I know there's a lot more that goes into it than just making funny jokes. There's a huge yeah. amount of shit that goes yeah. into it all at once, and you gotta hold that together and you gotta hold it together for years and years. So like I'm just I'm just speaking out of respect, really. Not yeah. not that you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Look, it's like anything.
3: If if somebody wants to try, I don't know, give me another carpet carpentry. If you want to try carpentry, try it. You know what I'm saying? Give it a shot. See if you like it. Why not? If you have an interest in it, but just have an interest in it, you know what I'm saying? Then learn to respect it. But if you find that you don't want to do anything with it, after you learn to respect it, then my question would just become, what are you here for? Space and numbers are... You, You in the space, you add to a number. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to be there, be there. But if you're not, shit, don't. Life is short as fuck these days. You know what I'm saying? That's all.
1: Yeah. And I will say, like, because anyone else who said what Nico said, I would probably never talk to them again in a sense. But but because Nico has been working his ass off since he was 14, working so hard, dedicated his entire life to this craft. I understand where you're coming from do you know what i'm saying like yes. you you your material is constantly being worked on like you are one of the most dedicated comics so i can also see why because i haven't been hitting the stages like you recently i can understand where you're coming from okay, let i me, might I, even be talking about raw
0: talent too in a sense yeah. which
1: we both have and it's different i just think mm-hmm. like I don't know. I think if that whole thing everyone says now, compare equals despair, take yeah. like, it, you know.
3: O- only only if you wanted to, because I I, tr- I truly do feel like there's nothing wrong in that. And there's not there's not, there's nothing wrong in the honesty of that, and there's nothing wrong with the feeling of that. I come from the era of, yo, if we gonna do it, let's do it. I come from the respectfully competing type of A era. A
2: competitor.
3: It's where okay. I come from. It's how I am. And you can go back. You can ask Mama Love if you cha- if you challenge baby boy, damn it. I'm challenged. Let's go. Well,
1: Can I ask you a question? Who do you think's is funnier? Um, Kevin Hart or Sarah Silverman?
3: Um, I think it's no question that Kevin Hart's funnier because, again, they've both been out. God knows how long, and look at Kevin's magnetism. Kevin's attracted the whole fucking world. Kevin Hart sells out arenas. I don't know how it's even a question. He gravitates more people to his fucking planet. Just more people. Just more people. You ain't never seen the Have we ever seen the special with um with um homie at an arena the size of what Kevin Hart's pulling all the time? <laughs> Do you mean when you say like, home,
1: so from, well but, right? yeah, the so, big dog I don't measure it on that I'm not measuring it So then how I are you think measuring
3: that, it I, I think measure
1: Kevin Hart I think opinion that's how what I'm saying like I think Kevin Hart is funny he's great I have nothing against Kevin Hart he's I know He's more than
3: funny he's a, he's one of the standouts of a the very elite comedy, <laughs> comedy class in fact he's the standout of that class He's the standout of that class, and we gonna say Kevin isn't funnier than people that he's already bigger than, that were bigger than him originally. What are we talking about? That doesn't make
1: sense. I, because you can have an actor,
3: you can like bigger, who's
1: getting bigger movies, but isn't as good as an as an actor as someone doing indie film.
3: Okay, okay, I, th- that's acting though. I'm talking standup. I'm talking pure standup. In I am talking general, like. See, yes. I'm talking. I, I think
1: up. I think Sarah Silverman is way funnier than Kevin Hart. As That's a
3: stand-up, my opinion. As yes. a stand-up, yes. Give me give me three jokes that are half that are as big as Kevin's top three jokes, and I'm not talking about I don't when
1: he. Can't even remember specifically any of their. You can't even remember
3: specifically the jokes of the person that you're talking about, and you telling not me they're better than Kevin Hart. Let's round them off. All right, all right, all right. That joke rings off like music. Like music, like music, like stop playing, stop playing. <laughs> Opinion no, and fact are two like, different things. It is a fact.
1: we life differently. The way the way we're viewing the world even could be differently. Like I'm not. I mean, I'll keep playing or not playing. I don't really know how to answer.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: no, but my like
1: point, my point only. I'm being just t- telling you how I feel.
3: Right, that's how you feel, right? And I can. Okay, let me
1: ask CG. That. Let me ask CG two comics. True. Or maybe you have to come up with two, but, um, but you are, you're so strong in your definite. So CG, who do you think's funnier? Shit. Nico, you come up with two really funny comics.
3: Okay. I got you right now. Um, I got to go
2: with Chappelle and with Kevin Hart though, for the first two questions. Well, well I
1: thought Chappelle too, but I also
3: like
2: pretty her. much a definite, but
1: even though Chris Rock let's, it.
3: let's go. Um, yeah. let's go. Cat Williams, Louis CK. I'll answer I that. don't think
2: I've seen enough Cat Williams to know, but Honest, I, think, man. I think what I've seen of his though was was fucking hilarious. Okay. I mean, he's real animated. He's real animated too. Um, Love Cat Williams, but I like me some Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. He, he jerks off in front of people.
1: He shouldn't be jerking off in front of them. That's
2: I mean, that's I'm not really taking that into consideration, mm-hmm. but
1: <laughs> no one asked me to talk right now, anyway.
2: Nah, you good. I'm a, I haven't seen enough Cat Williams to say.
1: That's
3: why I'm right perfect.
2: Because I can't jump on... I'm, I, I'm leaning toward Louis C.K., right? But i seen more Louis C.K.
3: And that's and, honest. That's honest. You've seen more Louis C.K. Now, I've seen them both. I've seen them both.
1: Who's
3: I funnier, just, Nico? I, I, I prefer Cat, and that's my personal opinion. Now, if I'm getting to how I think about it with my opinion out of it... I think cat still. Right. And the reason that I think cat still is because I feel like I could pull more of cats jokes off paper, pull his face out of them and just take the words themselves. And they hit harder. Cat shit rings off classicer, Right. And what I mean by that, because the classicer is not a word. What I mean by that is you really <laughs> tap them into an emotion with some of those jokes like they really hit in the time. It's really like a hit record good comedy has the same effect as good music you hear that shit go mm. i get that more from cat you understand and that's an honest comparison because like you i was mostly exposed to who i was mostly exposed to mr ck cat Williams was somebody that i had to find i got cat williams dvds in a boot in a bag of bootlegs that a neighbor gave to us you feel me Found that, turned that on, and turned Louie on. Turned them both on at the same time. I think it was chewed up or some shit like that. Got them both in DVDs. Put them both on, not knowing who either of them was. Now being able to be in this and know what jokes are, joke structure and shit like that? Man, come on, man. Now, I can do opinion, and I can do what I think the fact is. But at the end of the day, what we debating right now, for the folks that are listening, I hope y'all take this out of this more than anything, (laughs) what we're talking about right now is philosophy, Right? There's many ways to look at anything. Like Kate mentioned saying that I talk in definites. It's not, I not even know if it's as much definite as much as like, I know my sport. You know what I'm saying? And I know if we talk- I about, know
1: my sport too.
3: I know sir. you do. I'm not taking that away from you, ma'am, nor am I saying that you don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm only talking about myself right now though, right? Because I can't speak for you. So what I'm saying is, is that when it comes down to it, and this is for anybody, if y'all want to play, play. Steel, sharpen, steel. Play. All right. And if you say something, be ready to stand on that and be ready to prove it, because you can't just say things. We do this no matter what you do. If you, I don't give a fuck, if you a garbage man, if the thing is, I'm getting more garbage bags into this garbage truck before the end of the night. Once you say you can get as many as the other person, you better get it. You better get it, yo. Be I ready.
2: feel a TV show coming on, dude. Garbage Wars or some shit. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm, I'm with it. Out. Be ready to do the thing that you do. Be ready right. to do that, and be right. ready to be compared to the next I felt garbage. I had
1: already proved myself. <laughs> Let me just say something. I felt through the last however many years that we were getting up on stages, similar yeah. stages together. Mm-hmm. I personally always felt. Even from that one fucking basement show in Brooklyn, mm. I don't know if you remember that one. Which one? There was a basement show. The good, mm-hmm. the guy was good. I don't want to throw out names. I believe. Oh, I get you. Was- I but get it was you. like it was great. I don't mean to yeah. diss on it, cause I really don't. Yeah, miss yeah. Any shows usually because I'm thankful for the stage time, but it was a little. It was a different show. You know what right, I mean? Right. It was a lot. But I always felt mm-hmm. me you. Now I'm throwing out names. Emma, De Stefano, mm-hmm. Carbagno. I always felt like we were on an even playing field. Yeah. I never felt like, you know, this one's way up here. And this. So when Are I you... said I'm as funny as you, I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to get into no, like, you know, I don't think it's even measurable in the way you do think it is. But I was just saying we both kill stages. It's not like you're going up there. You do samurai sort it. I give yeah. you mad props. Yeah. Yeah. But I have samurai sorted my own stages. I'm not saying yes. that I'm right there, right now, at this moment, because I'm now sharpening the steel again. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like the people I named, like I said, DeStefano, Stefano, Cam, Hey, you, Emma,
3: don't,
1: Bonnet, you don't feel, I always felt like we were on the same
3: plane. You don't feel you don't feel inferior to those people and you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel inferior to me or anybody. And I'ma tell you again, damn it, prove it. If you as good as me and you knocking it down no one as good have, as me.
1: Though, for you to say that, I'm like, we've been
3: proving it. Uh, listen to me, Kate. I'm not saying that you're not, nigga. Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that you're not. What I'm and only saying. No one's saying,
1: told me that in a long time. <laughs> so, thank
3: you. No nope, no doubt, nigga. Now, what I'm saying is whenever you say that, right, to anybody, no matter who you are, and I ain't talking about UK, and I ain't talking about... New UC- we just were
1: as funny as each other. I didn't know you were gonna get all Nico the Kang
3: on me. I, but okay? I'm not... But I'm not even getting there. I'm telling... I'm telling you that if you're saying that you're as good as anyone that likes to play like that, when they go, fuck yeah, now show me, right? I ain't saying that in a disrespectful way. I don't even know how you can take it like I that.
1: I thought I already showed you. That's where I'm like, well... Okay, like maybe in a couple years when I feel like I'm boom, like back up, and I'm also working on getting an ass, which I know to you doesn't mean anything in comedy, but to me it does. Get your butt. This in something. Get your butt. I'm getting ah. it. I thought I had a bubble butt, and then my lovely boyfriend was like, "You got a wide pancake ass."
2: So uh, I didn't go all there.
1: You kind of did, baby. Let's not let's not play. If Nico's talking about, did you not say that my butt was looking?
3: I now i i don't need to be in your business like that nope ain't, i ain't even, nope i ain't gonna let that happen that that's y'all business that's for you but, y'all he, was right,
1: but he was right
3: mm-hmm. uh, he was
1: right and it's mind body spirit connection i was flat in the butt and i was flat somewhere in my personality so mm-hmm. as i learn to get a bubble butt i'm gonna learn to pop more on stage i'm not right now if i had to go up against nico right at this moment i'm sure he'd get more laughs that's why i'm not trying to even do that right now i'm mm-hmm. saying give me more time I'm getting some new stuff but I I always felt like we were I don't even like I don't want a competition cuz I just was saying I felt like me you and some others were in that same thing. Do you well get that what I'm don't
3: saying? that don't mean that we not. You know what I'm saying? Nothing I'm saying don't mean that we not. Nothing I'm saying is supposed to change how you feel about it. Literally, all I'm saying is like I ain't know how to describe this if you don't get it you don't get it almost. But It's one of those things that if you want to talk about racing and you're talking to somebody that loves the race, damn it, let's race. That's me. All right. So, yeah, I wasn't shooting. I'm only saying that, yo, when it comes to the art of stand up itself and performing that shit. Right. If
1: Nico sees me bomb a show at New York.
3: You bomb the no, show. but it's
1: going to extra hurt because of this, though. Do you know <laughs> Normally, I but, feel like Nico's seen me do well. He don't care. Now I'm going to be
0: like, shit. It
3: would, then I'm
0: going to have to, like...
3: Only you would think about it, right? Because okay. not, only, not only would I not think about it, again, the reason why you even able to talk to me after I said what I said when you usually wouldn't talk to someone else is because <laughs> that wasn't my intention. Intention and execution matter a lot, right? What I said, the intention behind it was simply, okay, if you run it, then I'm ready to run. That's it. I just don't think
1: you can measure it, is what I'm saying. Though. And, and I and way. I
3: disagree. I disagree. <laughs> we'll never agree on that because it can't you... be measured. And I've all and I've always seen the fo- literally, and I swear to God. Everybody that's always said that it couldn't be measured with people that never wanted it to be measured because when it gets measured, they have to fucking be some form of honest. You know what I'm saying? But when, I just agree
2: because
1: I'm not,
3: talk, I'm not talking I about you. I'm, let me get situation. let me get this out. Let me get this out. Let me get this out, right? At the end of the day, right? We do a thing. Our job is to make audiences have fun. That is our job. There's definitely different ways that you can make that happen. There's different styles and all of that. And it's all in the night. You know what I'm saying? Like you mentioned earlier about the hack that got over on the deep person. The hack got over on the deep person that night. That hack beat that deep person, right? Because the job is to make sure that people have fun. Even if you're breaking barriers and pushing boundaries, you have to release that tension. That's the job. That's the gig. That's the technique. That's the technique. That's a bad motherfucker, somebody that can take whatever it is they talking about, whatever it is they talking about, and really push that shit. You got to make the crowd have fun, because at the end of the day, every comedian can be on the same lineup with each other. And we all know what we feel like if we don't get the same type of, not the same type of laughs, but we all know what it's like if somebody gets more laughs than we do. We know how we feel. And, la- and last thing I'll say on this topic is, um. first of all, I love this kind of co- this kind of conversation because I truly do love to talk comedy like sports. I really, really do. Really, 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 do. So you'll never lose me in a conversation like this. I love this type I of I just shit.
1: know CG might have um, to go soon, so I didn't want to like.
3: That's okay. I'm just meeting CG. I don't know CG like that. If CG jumped, uh, you know, I'm okay to miss you, but I'll be all right. <laughs> um... <laughs> But no, it's one of those things, yo, where, um, damn, I almost forgot my point, but where like you, I don't think it can be measured in things like followers, but I'm saying, I do think comedy is measured in the laughs. I've always thought that, right? I think when you're live in a room with somebody, you can't run from that, right? Because no matter what, you have to do your job. And I think like even people like Mac that you're talking about who don't have the followers yet, you can't lie in person though. You can't lie in person. That person with the followers is going to have to go up right before or right after Matt. You gonna have to go right before or right after whoever. You can't fake that live show. No matter how you feel on the inside, no matter what your opinion is, you got to stand on stage before or after whoever you go after. And all your opinions and the things we tell ourselves, all that go out the window and you stand in front of these people with your material for that night. Now, on those nights. Who's going to get it out of the audience? That's going to be the honesty that you have to leave that show with because you're going to see. You're going to see. On that night when you thought, oh, I'm just as good as so-and-so, so-and-so might go up there, bow, knock your set right out the park. And you're going to have to sit with that. And know that that night, that person got your lunch. They got your lunch. You got to eat. You got to sit with that. You have to sit with that. And if you are... Yeah, but-
1: Sometimes the audience is also an asshole, Nico, because I did a show. No, it's what, a is, show.
3: What, is, what does that mean? Like, how many no, caveats How many do you got to give the comments?
1: I did a show at a synagogue, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And I ended up, and CG you knows, I told the rabbi at the end I was going to fist him. That actually is my bad. That is my bad. And But I was funny as fuck, but I wasn't getting the laughs. I was funny, though. Me hey. telling the rabbi I was going to fist him, I made 10 of the younger people in the front laugh. Oh, but God. I... Bombed, even though my shit was more fire than some of the other people, but that particular audience wanted to burn me at the stake.
3: But it, and that's that's my point. So, even with all your all your funny shit that night, the honest truth is you're bombed no matter what you're bombed. You can add in whatever you want, you're bombed because. You, we, that night we couldn't meet the standards of those people to make them laugh. I've had those nights. We all have those nights. But the honesty is in knowing what happened. You bombed. Ain't no, <laughs> ain't no extra there. Oh, I did some fire shit. Nah, nigga, you bombed. It's comedy. That's a part of what we do. You know what I'm saying? And again, um, quote one of my goats, Cat Williams, even said that, like you know. The bomb, when you had that bad night, that's the night that's almost more important than the kill, because you gonna have to sit with all those questions after that. Do I come back tomorrow? Should I come back tomorrow? All those kinds of things. It's really beautiful. You know what I'm saying? But you're going to get that deep into the feeling of the shit if you really love it. So that'd be my biggest thing. Really, really love this. You know what I'm saying? Really love this. We willing to fight
2: for it.
1: Do you want to say anything before we wrap it up? I know I know Nico and I kind
2: of did It was just nice to have you on, Nico, Real Deal Comedian, since yeah, you were I'm young. You. Always nice to hear how it is. Thanks, brother.
1: Family, thank y'all. Nico, where can people find you, your albums, everything?
2: Hey, so y'all,
3: that if you'd like to find me, please check out, um, I got some work out. I got a special called Introducing Me. That's my first joint. You can look that up on YouTube, N e k o w h i c e n i I-N-T-R-O-D-U-C-I-N-G-M-E, you can check out my second album, Marcellus, M-A-R-S-C-E-L-L-U-S, that is on iTunes and everywhere albums can be picked up. And I have a new special out called Dark Out, D-A-R-K-O-U-T, you can find that on YouTube. Find that. Give it a like. Give it a comment. Let me know what you think. It's my little one. Um, it's my little project that I really, 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 really feel very strongly about. Uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I cut that shit open on dark out and let it bleed on the mic. So give it a look. I really think you'd like it.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Nico, for coming on. And Thank you all so much. For anyone, if you want a healing, kwolf27 at gmail.com. Yeah. And once again, Nico. Thank you so much. Nico hasn't changed, by the way. He hasn't <laughs> aged, and he also looked like he was in his twenties at 16. He did Ooh not look God. like a 16-year-old. So Nico literally hasn't aged. <laughs> but he looks like a man. He always looked like a man. But Let's that hope was you also keep that changed. up. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, you know, I don't want it to break apart at 32. <laughs> but for real, y'all, thank you. I had a great time talking with y'all. Bye. A breeze,
0: oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. What's so special about Hero Bread soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health.